0: Well I was listening to the Shalk America podcast in the lead up to this game, the
1: lead English language podcast for Shalka fans out there. And they were certainly calling for Chernov to be considered
0: for the right wing role.
1: Oh,
0: Welcome to episode 148 of Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Happy Victory Monday.
1: Happy Victory Monday, sir. Um, and uh, a very important one at that. After a disappointing yeah. result last week to a bottom feeder in Dusseldorf going into a um, pretty important fixture. Uh, you know, a Paderborn team that's maybe slipping up a little bit recently, but still very dangerous. Um, and, uh, yeah, very glad that we're sitting here on, uh, on a victory Monday tonight.
0: Yeah. And we got lots of reasons to be happy. Obviously the win's the most important thing. Right. But, uh, we got a shout out from James Thorgood. If you listen to the very beginning of the podcast, you heard those, uh, sultry voices of, uh, of James, uh, yeah. plugging the show. They're, uh, talking about how we were adamant about Trilinoff being on the right-hand side and not Bolter. Bolter should be back at the top. And lo and behold, both guys score in their natural positions, uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, not a particularly controversial take from us, (laughs) but it was like, you know, a pretty, (laughs) a pretty logical take, but, uh, Yeah, no, shout out. Shout out to James. um, Friend of the show. He's been on at least once and uh, really good dude. Um, You know, big fan of his content over the years, whether it's talking foosball way back in the day, Mm. um, you know, what have you. And uh, I think an underrated commentator. So uh, I I didn't realize that he was going to be on the comms. This is one of the rare games where we were on ESPN. Um, And it sounds like they're expanding their coverage as we talked about last week. So maybe we'll get more of this. But yeah, you know, the stream was always nice to hear a friendly voice. So um, yeah, nice to have James on the call
0: absolutely and like uh as we we heard from uh a fellow shaka friend uh nate he he's the one who told us about it's like hey you know uh, shaka uh, change up their contracts with, with espn and this fight to league and now there's gonna be more games here uh in the rook runda and so yeah we got a game this weekend we're gonna be another one coming up soon as well um so that it's exciting news and uh we you know we we watch the game any way we need to we can but you know it's good for other people over here on the, this side of the pond to be able to watch the games as well as you know partake in our, in, our, in our voices and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really have no idea how many viewers they're going to get on these ESPN, but um, I mean, I know there are at least a number of people that we know that have had difficulty signing up for Schalke TV. Obviously, that was the case for us as well for quite some time earlier yeah. in the season. So I know there will be some people that absolutely will be watching these games any chance they get. So hopefully it's kind of like a, you know, if you build it, they will come situation and maybe ESPN will um, realize the value in, in showing some of these, but uh, you know, we'll have to see how it goes
0: yeah yeah absolutely and uh you know what what a way to do it it was a game that um last week we had a a blub in the radar i mean at that point we didn't know what it was but a, an unexplicable loss to a bottom feeder team in dusseldorf uh losing to them two to one and and really we're like what the heck is this because we can't afford at any point of the season especially this point of the season to start losing some games because uh, we want to be promoted and uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be fun for the team you know if we if we can't, we don't get the uh, promotion i should say and so we called it in this podcast said it's a must win we have to and really the, from here on out it's a must win but this game in particular had to be a win and uh sure enough the guys did um get the victory obviously two nothing in this game uh let's get into the lineups real quick well the man the man that we were highlighting, uh, Cherlinov there, uh, starting off this thing. But uh, in goal, obviously, Martin Frazel. Uh, back three of Itakura, and Kaminsky, Tiao would be on the bench on this one. Uh, midfield is where you would have some changes. Cherlinov on the right, as we mentioned. Ojan back on his left like as he normally is. Florian Flick in the holding position with Idrizi and Mikhailov. What? And then up top, Boulter back in his natural position with Simon Toroda. I know you got some thoughts on this lineup.
1: I mean, how could you not? But I mean, I mean, at least at least when there's changes this week, there are changes that you that make sense within the system that he typically plays as opposed to, you know, Bolter being at like right wing back for some reason uh, previously. Um yeah, we've we've continued to see a little bit of rotation in the back three as we as we suggested. Now that sane has been healthy, um, and once again, I'm, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I think if you give somebody a little bit of rest, like every you know, and just kind of rotate somebody in and out, it's I think that's a good thing potentially. I trust all four of the guys back there. Um, Flick, you know, I'm a fan of his. Um, I talk about it a lot, uh, which was, once again is not. I, I haven't really like said that I definitively think he should be starting over Paulson, um, but I, I do want to see more of him in specific games for sure. Um, and I, and we'll talk about this later, but I think some of the things that we're always talking about, he delivered on and also contributed off the ball defensively quite a bit too, which is maybe where you'd be concerned about him in general. Um, off back on the right wing, as you said, very good. Um, and then, yeah, Mikhail, I haven't seen it a lot of him this season. So interesting to see him get the call. It's a very young and kind of energetic, you know, those dual eights, whatever you want to call them um centrally uh and then uh yeah you know like the kind of the og partnership up top bolter and torada which but it was still what i want to see once again no disrespect to peeringer love him as a super sub bring him off i mean bring him on you know after 60 minutes and, and get some fresh legs but um bolter's excellent he's been doing a great job all season there's no reason why i don't think he should be starting most of the games how did you uh how did you feel about things
0: yeah, you know, oh, the the back three, obviously, uh, I was completely fine with. I, I'm with you, the back four, really, the four of them. Uh, I'm comfortable with anyone that plays. And we saw even in the games, you know, Sané picked up a little knock. Seemed like he was okay, but, you know, hey, just take him off, bring on someone else, you know, TL can more than can more play the position. So, fine with that. Uh, happy to see Trilenev on the right wing side. Like, you know, we said we needed someone who's a right winger type player or even a right back as opposed to Boulter. You know, we love Boulter, but he belongs up top. Um, I was happy to see Flick, like you, curious to see how he would do. He needs more minutes, obviously, to improve, uh, so curious about him. And then obviously, you know, I, I agree with the Mikhailov thing, Mikhailov and Idrizi, that energy, hopefully it was going to bring some uh, bring some good in the attack. And, um, yeah, I mean, I understand Mikhailov. I mean, Salazar had an okay game last week. Uh, he was he got better as the game went on, um, probably one of the bright spots of the team really last week. But maybe he, maybe he had to pick up a knock and need a little bit of rest and, um Lee Dong Zhang or, or Dong Jong Lee however you want to pronounce it uh he he's not ready to start a Bundesliga game, fight the Liga game yet so I understand why he's on the bench so Drexler just come back off injury lots as well so you're not gonna put them out there so I, I understand the Mikhailov thing um better to try it now than when you go against St. Pauli or, or Hamburg or something like that so not that we're playing hamburger again but um yeah it was okay lineup overall and um uh, and uh, looking on the bench, like I said, some of those guys that are coming back now we are starting to get healthy. It's important for this uh final stretch of the season, the last 11 games or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I i, I love uh, the better substitutions and uh insertions to the lineup. This has made, made much more sense than normal or than last week, I should say. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, so the game was interesting the first time we played these guys. Uh, Tight game. We talked about it last week. Uh, Boulter ended up making this like run that Teroda ended up putting away. The only goal in that game. Very tough game. We talked about last week or last episode how Paderborn had been playing the top teams very tough, and I didn't know how tough they were. And, and uh, shout out to James Thurgood for this for the statistic. But Paderborn, you know, after this this game when they lost, this is their first loss on the road this season. They've been road warriors for real, and, and that's it shows how this how tough they've been. And they played pretty tough in this game. I thought. Um, we had some opportunities here and there. Both teams really had opportunities. I think what was nice to see, and I'm curious on your thoughts, the press was back. Uh, it immediately looked like we were into the game as opposed to last week. Last week it looked a little off, as we talked about. This week we were reengaging in the, in the press, doing some things offensively, um, and causing turnovers. Uh, what did you see in that first first half?
1: I mean, yeah, we talked last week about how excellent Paderborn have been on the road. I didn't realize they were quite that excellent in terms of not having, you know, lost previously. So that's surprising to hear. But um, yeah, Schalke better home team, Paderborn a better road team. Um, and yeah, the Düsseldorf thing from the beginning in that match, we seem to be a little bit off the pace. Uh, certainly, we're, getting, we're putting the kind of pressure on them that they were putting on us. Um, and yeah, I would definitely agree. The first five minutes, in particular, I think. Uh, you could see there was gonna be a high line of confrontation. There's gonna be a lot of energy off the ball, trying to up that um, you know, that intensity and and disrupt things um, you know, when they're further back in their own half than than we were sort of allowing, I think, with Dusseldorf at times. Um, and, and they actually returned that in kind in the first half as well. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty cagey first half in terms of uh very few clear cut chances and a lot of um, you know, just strong defensive play sort of in the central areas. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, from an approach standpoint, a much better start first ten minutes thought we looked great, kind of fell into a lull, and like maybe the ten minutes after that leading up to our initial goal, but yeah, much better first half overall,
0: yeah, I, I thought also the playoff frozzle was much better, he was much more engaged into the game, making he did, he still took some chances, but they were they were good they they ended up being uh, turned out very positive for him uh and us uh so yeah, no, I thought it was a good pressure to start the game. I thought that um. Again, like like we talked about against the Dusseldorf match and other games, at times you saw them trying to trying to play the ball between our defenders and our goalie. That spot over the top, the very direct play. We were better at it in this game, but still, it's a weakness for us. I mean, our guys know it's coming, and they they play that tight uh, that tight uh, offside trap, but. It's worrying, you know, because you got a team that if they nail that pass, you got a clear breakaway. And we got lucky in this game. But, um, you know, we talked about Mikhailov as one of the guys who got the start in this one. He was doing some good stuff early on. Uh, he really caused the uh, foul that led to the free kick that led to the goal. Uh, he right. goes on the left hand side, gets taken down. Um, good work by him. Good pressure to get the ball is actually off a turnover, I believe, too, that I think he caused uh, from the pressure. Uh, and then oh yeah and does what he's gonna do on a free kick swings it in near post bolter heads it back packed right right past the hoots in the goal uh one nothing just like that happy to see bolter back in his actual position and doing what he's doing scoring goals uh what a way to get the game started there
1: and then of course the, you know the furrowed brow in the face afterwards uh immediately which is it just it's so I love it i, it. I love it. I, I love bolter goal celebrations more than like anybody else it's so fantastic um yeah. I mean, it's, it's only on doing only on things. It's not like, you know, a spectacular ball or anything, but it's, it's hit with pace. It's got some dip on it, you know, clears the one man wall and gets, you know, into a dangerous area near post. And um, I'm not exactly sure what the marking scheme there was for Paderborn. I think when they watched that one back, they would have been pretty disappointed in themselves. Um, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to mark somebody, you'd like to probably mark Torada and both are on a set piece probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think anyone made contact with him. he He was essentially mostly unmarked and found this like soft spot between two defenders. Um, so yeah, not 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 phenomenal defending from Paderborn there. But um it'd be hugely important to get the early goal. Uh, And then, as you mentioned, you know, Mikhailov playing playing a role in it, Idrizi as well down that side. I think the two of them kind of combining with, you know, some some nice pressure and turning the ball over Um, Mikhailov in in particular. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were. Um, I thought he was uh, actually like pretty poor on the ball. The rare occasions he he received it, I I don't think he really ever took like a clean touch or really ever seemed to have possession of it for more than a second before something would happen and he would like get dispossessed or something. Um,
0: one big play in the that, second half where he did that. He, had, he gets in the box and just like flicks it in. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Oh yeah. The left footed,
1: like <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was a strange yeah. one. I like, yeah. I doing? don't know. Um, so yeah, definitely unfortunate on the ball in this game. But that being said off the ball, I thought input in a great shift um, really seemed uh, to understand the concept and like you said some of the pressing concepts and um and worked really hard off the ball and I thought was a big contributor to you know our, our defensive effort particularly and obviously in the first half. So um yeah I, I wouldn't say it was a it was a bad performance overall from Mikhailov. I was curious to see how he would do and there's definitely room for improvement in terms of what he was doing in possession. Um but uh he and Idrizi was was a strong energetic partnership I thought there. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
0: and it was a nice change from last game, obviously and you know if you if you come into a game, you want to do at minimum, you just want to show that hustle and, and work hard. Maybe the plays don't go for you offensively, but at least if you work, you you your grind it out and and be, you hustle around like Salazar was doing early in the season. People are going to respect you for that, right? And and Mikhailov was doing that. I think he was certainly doing that, getting going up on the press, you know causing some some turnovers you know he was, he was doing some good things he was getting himself in good positions now the touch and and you know being more composed is going to have to come you know with some time he's only what 19 years old but he was in the right positions he just got to do better once he's got the ball right he's like as like a mckinney used to have a big problem with that when he when he got the ball all the time and he's he, he got better as his time with shocker went on uh, and so Mikhailov will get there he's still you know we we, we signed him off of a, a free trial or something like that uh in the off season so he'll get there but I like what I saw from him, and it was important what he did—the the hard work he put in there—because it did lead up to that first goal. And overall, he was he was all over the place. He just he just got to work on his on his uh his his composure, honestly. So um,
1: yeah, I mean, once get far from a perfect performance from him, a lot to criticize. Yeah. But I but I simultaneously feel like he absolutely justified his presence yes. out there on the yes. whole. Like yeah,
0: yeah. No, it was it was a good it was a good selection for him, and I think he uh, made Grmotsi's happy uh, with with the way he played in this game. So, uh, yeah, him and both the jerseys, I think, uh, did very well. And and in the as the second first half continued on, um, you saw some chances. You know, Proger was trying to get in the game. You know, we were doing a good job. Itakura was doing a really fantastic job on on Proger. Um, a couple times he went over the top, and Fraz will come out and he would uh, get the ball out. Uh, we had some chances ourselves, but uh, nothing really crazy in that first half. It seemed like both teams didn't want to really go all out and really they were trying to be conservative and not give up the give up the big play as opposed to try to go and, and get the big play. Did you kind of get that feeling also in the first half?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was so much like weren't trying to go for the big play. I said I think it was just there was a lot of energy off the ball from both teams. And so both teams found it very difficult to progress. They were both, once again, high lines of confrontation. Um, it wasn't uncommon in this game to see um, you know, the strikers putting pressure on the center backs all the way to the basically the goalkeeper box. Um, and so I just think it it took a long time. There were there wasn't a lot of transition opportunities until the second half a little bit more when the game opened up a little bit. You started seeing more dribbles and that kind of thing. Um but yeah, I mean, Progers a guy coming in that I was concerned about. I thought he was one of the more dangerous players last time that uh, we faced them, um, and I, uh, maybe played a little bit of a different role in the previous game. But you know, starting up top centrally, and I thought um, you know it was I- at least important that I don't think Carl's Jr. Um, or uh, uh, Lucille on the right side really had a particularly strong games either. So there wasn't there weren't really a lot of standout performers. From Paderborn, in my opinion, a couple guys in the midfield I think did relatively well, but as far as like you know, some yeah. like the more skill positions, like the wide players and the attacking players, I thought, um, kind of lacked a cutting edge for the most part. But you know, probably got a couple shots off in the second half, that's about it.
0: Yeah, and who's had some decent saves in this game, which we'll get to. Um, uh, you mentioned Carl's Jr., uh, former Chaga player, he would come off at halftime for another former Chaga player, Felix Platt. Uh, there's actually a former Dort- uh, Dortmund player on there as well, but uh. We'll, we'll skip him.
1: <laughs> um, no, Felix Plaza has been having a pretty good season, though, hasn't he? Or am I making that up? I feel like he's had a couple decent performances. Well,
0: I'll have to look at his stats see. later. Yeah, I'll have to look 18 them later. matches, eight goals. Is that right? Is that right?
1: I guess it I is. I feel like this is, yeah, I mean, I, I should be more on top of this than I am. I feel like he's had a decent season this year. You know. I think it's eight, eight goals this season so far, which is pretty good. Good for him. I mean, that's his boyhood club,
0: honestly. Uh, he left there when he was uh 2011 or something came to Shaka and then went back to Warren. so yeah I mean good for him
1: he was one of those guys that I thought looked pretty decent like in the yeah. in a few opportunities and then they just didn't get any more and sort of like disappeared all of a sudden but um yeah
0: we're not uh, complaining right <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about how um Salif Sane uh he did pick up a little injury he, he looked pretty good in this game overall the back three did you know look fairly decent uh, but in the 53rd minute or just about there um comments before that he tried his little spinorama move, got kind of like hacked, I think, by our, our or I forget who it was. Um he's down for a while, grabbing his knee and looked a little scary there, but he got up and kept playing. And then maybe like three minutes, three, four minutes later, Gramozzi just yanked him out of there, and he looked fine. Uh, maybe it's precaution and brought in Malik Tiao. I'm totally fine with that move there, Jack. Uh, you know, uh who's had numerous injury problems in his career, you know, just when we got him back healthy, we got a back four that we're, we're happy with. I, I'm completely fine with him um, coming out early, though he might have to start next week because of Melikchel's um, yellow accumulation. But thoughts on the substitution, possible injury with
1: him? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no issue with the substitution. Um, I think that's a smart play in that situation when you have another guy that you trust you can bring in with with no issue. Uh, the only downside now is that Melikchel ended up picking up a pretty cheap yellow card late in that match and is going to be unavailable due to um, accumulation suspension. I think uh, for the next game against Carlsruhe Did you say it was? Um, so that'll yep, be, yep. yeah, so that, that's unfortunate, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, obviously we want to protect Sane. He's been unavailable for most of the season. He's only kind of been working back in recently and you know, he had, his durability has been an issue while he's been in Chalco. So, um, yeah, treat it with caution. Um, I, I feel like he was catching some heat online for his performance in this game and I didn't fully agree with that. Um, or some people just saying they look like off the pace or whatever. I don't know. I, 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 I do Wait, think he's, uh, Sane. Really? Uh yeah, I saw like I saw like a couple different people that like were kind of taking not like not like serious but like taking the kind of mild shots at him. Um and I guess like the one thing I will say though is he was doing his typical thing of um like whenever a play ends, just like looking at Kaminsky or somebody else and like, like kind of exasperatedly, like, why yeah. didn't you do? And what I'm really is like, so half of the times he's doing that, it's legit. And half of the times is like he was in a position to do what he was asking the other person to do and just like didn't do it and then gets upset with them when they don't do it. So, yeah, he's always an interesting person to watch, like uh, in terms of the way he directs what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Much more than anybody else and seems to be, you know. Uh, at least with his gesticulations, I don't know if anyone else is talking. You can't really pick that up on the broadcast as much when people are like chirping. But um, yeah, I thought Sonny played fun. Uh,
0: Salma says uh, his effort was lacking a little bit. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, Simon. Simon, Yeah, Simon. Sorry. Um, yeah, that, that, I guess that, that could that, that could be the case too. I, I think you know with him. He's definitely more the vocal leader compared to him and Eita Right, Eita more the quiet one. He will you know yell at guys at, at times, but um, he kind of leads guys with his gestures and said you know.
1: He, I thought Idakir was quite good in this one. He's always good. Yeah. He's always but good. I mean, he
0: made some great I mean, tackles. He made a nice, nice tackle on Proger in the second half. Um, some of the substitutions in this game. Solitar would finally come into the game. Um, Lotso would come into the game as well for Mikhailov. That was fairly early substitution with uh, Sane and uh, Tiao making the swap as well. Um, the business really did pick up in that second half. He has Cherlinov ends up hitting the post. It was a wonderful give and go between, uh, I forget who it was it was, Oyan and I don't remember who what maybe Danny Latza. Uh Oyan does a swinger across across the face of the goal. Goalie had nothing, it was stuck in no man's land. Therlinov open back door, hits the post. Should have been a goal there. Uh, and maybe a couple minutes down the, maybe, I think literally two minutes down the down the pitch on our end. Um Sorbeni gets a great opportunity. Uh Frazzo actually gets his hand on the ball, hits the post, stays out, and then a couple minutes after that, um, Simon Taroda gets a header, and Huth gets a save on that, and hits off the post as well. And that goes like across the goal line, barely staying out. And then they cleared it away. Uh, it started picking up very quickly there, and three posts when really looked like we had nothing too crazy going up up until that point.
1: Yeah, I thought it was smart. Um, and this is one thing that I think we've given Gramatius credit for over the season is I think he's been much better with his substitution management than previous managers that we've seen, like David Wagner, for example. Gramatus like pretty consistently is on top of that and doesn't wait too long to change things up. Um, and in this game, where, you know, I think the effort that was being put in off the ball by some of these central mids um and how much energy they were expending. But that being, I think, like an important key to how we were playing at the time, um, he didn't wait until much past like the 60th minute to replace both of those guys and bring fresh legs on in both of those positions to kind of keep up that intensity and not let it drop yeah. over the course of the second half. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I appreciated that from him. Uh, yeah, I think it was Donnie Lotsa um, on that first opportunity that you mentioned quick give and go between him and OE on uh, back post for Tronov. Um, probably one of the only notable moments for Donnie Lotsa in this one. I don't think he did too much in the second half that that stood out, but a nice little interplay there. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of wasteful for Schalke at this point, um, doing very well, getting a lot of chances. Um, I, I think uh, I think Paderborn came out in the second half and looked tired. It looked a little bit worn down from that first half. I think um, they dropped some of their like man marking intensity centrally. And that allowed us to play some of those initial balls centrally um, in, in our buildup because it had softened up a little bit, which which meant like the secondary ball. That, like, you know, when somebody's arriving in the final third, that ball's right. going out to the flanks, which allows for some crosses and some more dangerous play, right. where a lot of times the central areas are shut down for us. So the initial ball is out to like one of the wing backs, and then yeah. that next ball has to come back centrally often, and it, we struggle to do that. So I felt like, you know, that was kind of happening in the second half for a little just a little bit. OEM was getting some stuff. Cherlinov was popping up in space on the right hand side as well. And um, yeah, just just couldn't finish a couple of those opportunities. Torada I thought, was a little bit uncharacteristically wasteful in in some of his moments had a good game yell, overall yell, I felt like yep. yeah um I thought he had, he had some good moments um actually dropping deep um kind of like hold up play and, and bringing people in I thought he did quite well there but uh had a couple opportunities I think around the box maybe do a little bit better
0: yep yeah I agree uh he looked he looked probably better outside the box and inside the box had this nice uh, little flick give and go with Bolter uh in that second half uh which I was like oh that's Toronto okay what's he doing way out the box um it was interesting in this game because, you know, Gramozzi's talked about, one, how his, his his experiment with Boulter was a failure and they're not doing that again. Um, but two, he really wanted to see uh, um, the team really show up and, and show another side of them from what they saw, the Dusseldorf match. And I thought it was interesting that he, used, he went with the youngsters, you know, Mikhailov and Idrizi, to really, you know, youngsters are typically just going to go and give everything they have because, you know, they really want to make an impression. That actually served us very well. And then once they got tired, like you said, Gramosi's pulled him quickly, put in the veterans who can see out the rest of the game and Latza and in Salazar. And that's interesting because usually typically you start you do the opposite, right? You start with the with the veterans and then get the game going. And once the game's you know wrapping up, you bring in the youngsters. And I like this I like the way he did it. I don't want to see this every game. And like you said, situationally, this is it's a, it's the right play to do. And I thought in this game,
1: it worked. No, that's a good call because it could have been it could have been experience as a factor as well, which I hadn't really considered as much. But that's that's a that's a good take on it as well. I thought it was more just you know just kind of like s- systematically what we were trying to do in that game. Like fresh legs were important in those positions, but yeah, that's a good that's a good shout. Uh,
0: Jonas is saying uh, Gramozzi is doing a good job when it comes to building team spirit, even though there might be heat between him and specific players. At least with with media and Germany are reporting. So interesting. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. Um, and he's always shown that uh, that that quality. Uh, he, when he was at Darmstadt, he was doing the same thing, too. So, um, yeah, the team's, the team's responding at the moment. Um, and then we talked about Boulter getting his natural position. He would score a goal. Armand Cherlenov on the right-hand side finally gets his goal. Uh, who makes a wonderful pass, Jack? But, uh, of course, Mr. Florian Flick. Wonderful pass by him to lead Cherlenov in stride. And he just puts it away past, past Huth. Uh, two nothing the goal we needed because at that point we hate the goals when our one goal games, uh, especially with uh, the defense that we have. Uh, but two nothing that put the game to bed. But uh, what a play overall! But the pass and then the finish
1: redemption for off after that, after that big miss. Although, to be fair, he had had a pretty good game up until that point anyway. Even with that miss, I thought he had um, definitely justified his time on the pitch. Important going forward, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, turnover kind of centrally. Um, Flick makes a nice run off it immediately into space to receive the ball, and then um, kind of a difficult ball to execute too because he's sort of yeah. running like horizontally towards like the sideline and kind of like side foots it across his body on, on this lead pass into the path of Tronoff. And um, you got to say under the circumstances, it's pretty well weighted overall, and, yeah. and definitely played him in. And Tronoff made a nice finish, you know, cross uh, cross goal to the back post. Um, yeah, uh, Cherlinov, he reminds me of actually Bergstahler sometimes when you watch him when he gets into the box faster, yeah. obviously. But I mean, like he, he is underrated strength and balance and is a really good yeah. job of hold it, holding people off and everything. I think he has a little bit of like, you know, Bergstahler anyway. But um, yeah, hugely important goal. Get the two goal cushion. Um, and pretty much from there on out, I felt like we were kind of in in, in cruise control. Uh, there weren't that many opportunities for Paderborn after that. And they were, you know, like I said, a little bit more fatigued and a little bit lacking energy in the second half anyway um uh and, and some of the opportunities they had in the second half were less of a result of sustained pressure by them and, and i think more um individual kind of mistakes or weird moments like there was one where like kaminsky was upfield so they were kind of defending in a back four yeah and yeah. Sherlinov was actually having to defend that sort of like edge of the box where he typically yeah. wouldn't if that was like the right center back was there and he just let a guy through stuff like that but yeah. um yeah uh, big dev second goal. One question I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, is you mentioned earlier like, you know, like Frazzle, um, you thought he played pretty well and I saw a lot of places had him as like, like one of the players of the match or like team of the week kind of situations and like, listen, couple huge saves in the second half, like two very big saves in the second half and then they, maybe even like a third one off of I think was like a deflection off of like a Schalke player. I think maybe peeringer blocked it um, and he had to like make a save late, but I also felt like his stuff with the ball at his feet, there was, at minimum 3 distinct moments where i think he made the wrong decision or, or, or overestimated the amount of time he had and like almost gave the ball away. Yeah. Like first half, living, second
0: half did it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like he was living dangerously for the whole 90 minutes there and so i thought that like obviously the the saves are more important. That's what a goalkeeper supposed that's the number one job is like don't let in goals. So i understand valuing that more but i thought his performance overall was a little bit more mixed than people were making out. How did you how would you respond to that kind of take?
0: Yeah, um i thought he played better compared to the game against Dusseldorf, right? Dusseldorf game, he was all over the place and really just all his passes is going right to Dusseldorf players. This game, they were be- they were better. Uh, he uh, he always seems to have these moments where he likes to take on somebody. I don't know if it's out of boredom or he's just trying to show off his skill set. I don't know. Uh, but it's 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 a frustrating because you know one player reads that correctly, you're going to look like an idiot. Uh, he's got away with it for the most part, you know, and he still had that in this game despite you know the passes are much better in this game. Um, he made, he, he, the only other save he had to make in his game was in the 77th. I think that Proger had a really good opportunity in palmed it over the bar. Um, and I but, think that yeah. was what I was
1: talking about. I think that was deflected yeah. off of Pionger actually, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so looking at the, you mentioned he did make the, you know, the team of the week, uh, his first team of the week, really. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if it was anything really warranting of it, maybe because he got a clean sheet. It's the sixth of the season for him, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the core insertion, I get totally, he was fantastic uh, as always. Uh, Cherlinov had a pretty good game on the right wing, and, and OEON always oh, is, is a sixth uh, appearance in the team of the week. Um, but you know, Frazzle is what it is, I guess, with him. I mean, if you want to,
1: I mean, that's I don't want to single him out and like be harsh. I'm just, I'm just like because it, it very easily could have been 2 1 or 2 2. Um, yeah. with, without oh, yeah. some of the, the big moments that he had, I just kind of felt like, on the whole, though, his performance was a little bit more mixed than people were trying to let on, and that's all I was trying to say with that but anyway
0: and and jonas is saying exact same thing we're saying you know when it comes to ball playing he is struggling just as much as fairman his opinion not not quite as bad as fairman but but he is struggling for sure um uh simon is saying um flick is very skilled offensively gives us a lot of energy and has great passing skills paulson
1: on the other hand is defensively skilled yeah so no no simon this is this is a great this is a great opportunity transition because i wanted to talk about this so okay the general narrative i think all season and we've at least i have partially been Responsible for this is just that you know Paulson is it reads the game very well defensively in terms of like how to screen for his, his back backline and that kind of stuff and, and knows when to step out and get involved in a challenge but um, you know struggles on the ball struggles to connect passes or play some incisive through balls when we need him to and Flick I think the, the narrative is maybe a little bit more defensively limited but skilled offensively um, I thought Flick was pretty good defensively in this game played the full ninety was a nuisance a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, had good energy, was you know, like covered a lot of ground horizontally, was going like sideline to sideline to help out with some of the pressuring concepts that we had. Um, I didn't notice too many moments where I think he was messing up. So I thought this was actually not, I mean, not only a good performance, from him, but a very well-rounded performance from him that potentially changes. I'd like to see more of it when you see more appearances, yeah. but I think there's a couple good data points for him defensively in this game as well.
0: I think what we saw in this game is kind of what I'm expecting him to be eventually to be the starter um, because what, what, at least for me, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you, but what notice, what I noticed about him last year when he started playing so well um, was the defensive work, not his offensive work. Defensively, he was doing some really good things last year. Now when he's playing center back, when he's playing, when he was playing as the, uh, as a central defensive midfielder or the six, uh, he was looking very good. He, he's very good on the tackle. He reads the game very well. Uh, but he is better off. He has some very good passing abilities compared to Paulson, who we we agree is you know probably the guy you want to have there defensively. I think once Flick gets more games in him and gets more experience, he's got he's going to be that he's going to be that position on lock uh, because of those offensive abilities. I, I definitely see that defensive game in him. He just doesn't get the opportunity. He doesn't show it as often as he needs to. He needs to be more consistent. as yeah, yeah, yeah. a veteran.
1: I think part of it for me too, is I just kind of, I kind of felt like he was maybe a little bit, a little bit slower, kind of like a taller, slower kind of player. And yeah. I actually, once again, I I was impressed by his movement and how much ground he was able to cover in this one and how he didn't look like he was off the, off the pace or struggling to kind of catch up to plays a lot. So yeah, I thought it was a very positive performance.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely was. And then, um, going back to Chilunov, I thought, well, obviously this is a much better game by the right wing position than last game, obviously, but uh, overall, I think he had a good game. Um, at times, well, one, he, he didn't cost us anything, right? Be you know, on the right hand side. He he came back defensively, did some did some good work, and obviously contributed offensively. So it was a pretty good game by him overall. Um, so I'm happy. I, I don't think this is the best game we've seen from Turlanov uh, with us. Um so I'm glad he got on the team of the week because uh, you know he finally deserves it. But uh, good for him. And like I said, redemption for him, uh for Bulter also for you know and back in uh, his natural position and scoring goals. So yeah, all the way around. Just happy with everything. I mean, the only, the only downside of the game was um, Malik Tiao when he came on in his his what uh, his, uh, cameo, I guess you want to call it. Gets a yellow card, ends up being yeah. his fifth yellow, which is worrisome in the sense that if Sane is injured, which we don't know yet, it looked like he he's okay. But if he was injured, he's gonna play no matter what Sane next week because Tiao can't now he's suspended. So. You know that's only totally the downside there. Matriciani, I thought did fairly, fairly decently. Actually, coming off as a cameo as well in that game. So, I think
1: who we're good. That, go who do you see? Who do you see? If if he keeps the same shape, and let's just say, let's just say that like, Chiao is suspended and Sane can't go because he's not healthy. Who do you see there? Do you see a Florian Flick at center back in a back three? Do you see? He's done he, it. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. curious. If, yeah. But.
0: If Sani is healthy, it's got to be Sani, Itakura, and and Kaminsky.
1: Oh, uh, no, if, yeah, for sure. I'm talking about specifically if Sani yeah. is unhealthy and can't go for whatever reason. If he's, he's
0: if he's unhealthy, that's a good question because, you know, Marius Loda, you could put in there. Uh, however, I wasn't too impressed that, that, that at least in the, in the friendlies that I mm-hmm. saw him at, um, I thought he and Fairman combined were making some big errors together. Um, Flick is an option. Flick
1: is certainly an option. He's done he- it. Yeah, I mean, hasn't hasn't been super convincing when he has though. It's an interesting Correct. call, but like you said, we, we I mean, I he, haven't seen we have been on him when he did that. Yeah, presumably they would play Loda because they just signed him, right? But like I, yep. the the small cameo he had, I didn't think he was great anyway. So yeah, yeah, and I guess you put
0: Matriciani, but I don't want to put uh, you know that's who it was. It's Matriciani and uh, and Loda who were playing in defense and the, and the friendly, and they look terrible together. So I don't want to see either of them really. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I I guess that's who you would put in there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe go we into a back four, but I doubt it would mess up the whole team if you if you we went to a back four. So, uh, Simon says, actually, this would be my preferred starting lineup: Frazel, Tiao, Sani, Itekura, Flick, Trilinov, Oyan, Razakowski. A lot of people have been called for Razakowski. Uh Zalazar, Bulter, and Teroda. I mean, I was on the uh, on Reddit before the for the podcast, and lots of people said, "Hey, you know, I, w- I want to see what Razakowski can do." He's actually they think he has you know decent ball skill and then some some good ability on him. He just doesn't he isn't. Gotten up to speed with Shalka just yet, so that's a, that's a shout for in the middle as well. And then don't forget the the new man, Lee Dong Zhang. Um, yeah, uh, he, we'll see what he can do. Uh, if you don't know who he is yet, uh, we we saw a cameo of him in Dusseldorf, uh, but we did do a uh, a tactics video. Oh, I just dis- made the video disappear right there. Uh, we did a tactics video on Li Dong Zhang. Um, definitely give it a check it out on our YouTube page and you can learn a little bit more about him, his skill set, and what he potentially could bring because I, uh if you watching some of his highlights, there's some skill set there, but, you know, he's got to get used to the the pace of the league first and first and foremost. So, But there's yeah, options. For sure.
1: I mean, once again, we, I think we said last week that that cameo he had was a weirdly timed cameo, a strange game yeah, and a strange yeah. moment in the game to bring him in. And, it, yeah, I don't think that was really um, much of a data point to even consider at all. I'm not really judging him based on that first appearance in any way.
0: By the way, we talk about the rotation of the defenders Bravo to Gramozzi for bringing off Torona early, putting it on Piringer, because Pierringer another guy who can rotate with those three guys and they can really uh, save some save some legs here down the stretch because uh, we're going to need it. We're going to need it. Uh, Jonas is chiming in on Razakowski, says it's amazing, but unfortunately Gramozzi doesn't see his potential, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see more of him. You know, we talk about with Flick getting to see more playing time. i like to see some of these guys get more playing time, not necessarily starts. These are all
1: like uh, Razakowski's burners in our chat right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is all. <laughs>
1: He's just like sitting in a...
0: Shout out to yeah. <laughs> Um But yeah, let's uh, look... Up. It's important. Well, we won the game, obviously, 2-0. Uh, Dominate a lot of statistics. Obviously, they had more possession because they were trying to get back into the game. But um, the next five games are important for us. Uh, this game was important for us, but... Yeah. The next five games are all bottom half table teams. We have to win. Got, got, got a feast. Carl, We got a feast. We're two points off the top of the table. We got Karlsruhe, Hansa Rostock, Ingolstadt, Hanover, Dynamo Dresden, and then Heidenheim is that big game in the, at the sixth game. If we win out the top those five games, we're gonna we might be locking up first place at that point because every team above us it was faltering this weekend. We're the only team in the top five, top six uh, to get a win this weekend. So um if we it's a big if we know that cuz we yeah. saw the Dusseldorf match but if we do what we have to do in those 5 games we could be locking up first position going downstretch when we, we play Darmstadt and and St. Pauli cuz St. Pauli is our second to last game uh Nuremberg's our third to last oh, game God. It's yeah. it's a rough end of the season. Actually, Norman Brooks our last game. I think
1: I forgot we talked about that after the first day match, and I yeah. was like, "They're one of the last games, and like Bergstaller is going to end our promotion chances or something like that." Like, yeah, so I, we I, I, need I, to win like, these five games. We thanks for reminding me because I need to mentally and emotionally prepare for that that you know possibility. Um, yeah, but like yeah, as you said, a huge weekend for this us this past weekend, and it makes the Dusseldorf match all the more frustrating in hindsight because we'd be top at the table right now. If we had gotten done in that match, what you would expect us to. But honestly, they got a result this weekend as well. So the new manager change, um, six points, right? From his first two matches, I think. So good. I mean, shout out to them. Good for them. Um, But yeah, as you said, every team above us in the table this past weekend uh, did not get the dub. Um, And so now we're basically back within a single result of uh, not only promotion places, but a title um, and uh, it's a good moment in the calendar, as you said, to try to take advantage of that, and uh, once again, kind of keep that gravity with the top four, as opposed to sliding down into um, the mid table. You look at a team like San Pauly, for example, that was one of the kind of like the stalwarts for most of the season. Um, two losses, two draws now in their last five, so they've kind of slipped up, become a little bit more porous defensively, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, like, yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Um, there's, it's still going to be extremely tough. There's a lot of good teams oh. fighting up there, and you know, we have some weird performances like the Dusseldorf thing, which you just kind of can't have. But um, yeah. um, credit to Gramatis and the boys, this was the uh, the response that you needed to see from them. It's not just the result in either of those games. It was the performance in both those games. It was a poor poor performance and a poor result against Dusseldorf. It was a much improved performance and, uh, and an improved result, obviously, here. So um, let's keep it up.
0: For anybody who's gonna want to get promoted out of this league, you're gonna have to earn it down the stretch. Cause after our five game against the bottom half of the table, we got Heidenheim, who's just behind us, Darmstadt, Werder Bremen, who's at the top of the table, Sandhausen, they got thrown in there, St. Pauli, and then Nuremberg to end the season. That is a gauntlet to end the season um so that's why these five games coming up are important because if we can at least get in that first spot after those five games get some wiggle room there you know because it's top three or top two get automatic and then the third place gets in the playoff i'd rather be in the top two than, than in, the, in the third spot but uh it's a huge huge if uh jonas is saying um we'd also be at the top of the table of the penalty against Bremen. Yeah, that's true that's true but you know for me I I rue more the chances against the lower feeders against the bottom teams. The bottom teams, you expect to cancel each other out at some point. uh, But it's those games against those small teams you need to win. uh, And that Dusseldorf game could come back to haunt us. Maybe it's a Verder game. Who knows? But we'll see. We have some chance to beat Verder coming here down the stretch. So we'll see.
1: And the way the schedule, the end of the schedule set up is so emotionally treacherous for Schalke fans. Because I think the final four games, it's Benjamin Goller. Then Katushu, <laughs> then Bergscholar, <laughs> then, 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 then and then Nuremberg. It's like, and how bad would that be if like it was we actually had a chance to get promoted? The Nuremberg of all people who were like friendly with like stopped us from, you know just be unfortunate for the relationship. But yeah, um, a it's lot of be like
0: that of, West Germany uh, Austria game right from the World Cup many many years ago where they just kind of passed the ball to each other to get the point. Yeah, maybe. Hey, yeah, I'll I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We do not support match fixing on the show. No, American no, of course podcast. not. Of course not. Um, yeah, yeah. No, anyway, yeah. I'm saying it's a, it's, an, it's an emotional, uh, you know, minefield there at the end. So just be prepared. Take heart, Falcon Nation.
0: Yeah, that's why those five games are important. If we get in the first place with those five games, there's wiggle room. And that's all I'm saying. And say, none, of the, none of the teams at the top are playing well at the moment. So, you know, if we can get on a run, get some confidence going, uh, get some of these guys some game time. Maybe the new guys will start getting to the fold a little bit more and create some offense. I think that's the main thing we were lacking, well, one of the many things. We need some off more offense and lock up that, that direct play over the top because that's what's been killing us all year long. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy down stretch of the game. Last 11 games ago, it's going to be a feast or famine for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything else uh, before we get out of here?
1: No, I don't think so. Just, I mean, relatively healthy at the moment yeah. on the whole, which is a good thing. Like you said, th- this is the time. So we just got to start taking advantage of it, get, get some consistency, and um, who knows?
0: Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Uh, next game is on Saturday. It's an early one, I believe. We'll, we'll do a stream. It's on Saturday. It is 7.30 a.m. on Saturday for me, 6.30 for you, Jack. So I'm not going to hold you to anything there um but uh, yeah we'll do a, we'll do a watch along so definitely tune in for that uh maybe the game will be on ESPN plus maybe it won't but we'll be there no matter what so uh yeah uh chat thank you again for all the commentary tonight uh definitely definitely appreciate it and again once again uh give a shout out to james thoroughgood the uh the announcer from the last game who gives a plug friend of the show definitely give him a follow definitely a, a really great guy there jack uh let's wrap this up. Um where can our followers, followers, where can our followers find you on social media?
1: At J M Mang J M M A N G A N. They can find me there. They can't necessarily find my tweets there, as you know, because I don't do that too often. Much more of a consumer of Twitter content than a publisher. Uh, but yeah, once again, shout out James. Always cool to get a shout like that. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to next week, sir
0: yes sir thank you everyone in the chat uh you can follow me as always at r underscore k-h-a-r-m-e-n follow the podcast here yeah, we got a youtube page if you haven't done so yet like and subscribe definitely uh we'll try to put out some more content here as, as the weeks go on especially as the uh, end of the season comes on here hopefully it's uh it's like a promotion one we'll see here but uh anyway until the next uh next video comes which will be the watch along we'll catch you then very very soon luke off <laughs>